0: Welcome to victory Lutheran Church we're very glad that you can join us for online worship today in terms of announcements before we begin our service there's just a few as always we have communion available from Monday to Friday at 11 a.m. and also by appointment we say that you should probably take advantage of that because it's a great opportunity to gather in this time with the proper social distancing and to just pray together and to receive Jesus's body and blood. And that's a precious time that we offer five times a week. So we encourage you to come and join us for that. Also, the church office is open Monday to Thursday, 9 to 5, so you can drop by any offerings or also just drop by to Um, inquire about something. The new Victory Voice is now out, so if you'd like a physical copy of that, you can drop by and grab one, and it will also be available online on our website. Um, Also, today we will be celebrating communion as part of the service, so please, uh, now it might be a good time to pause in your video and go and grab the elements you'll be needing for communion such as a cracker or a piece of bread and wine or grape juice, or if you can't find grape juice, some other form of of darker colored juice or even a lighter color, whatever works. And then uh, you will be ready for when communion comes. Anyway, now we will begin with our service.
1: In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Almighty God, our hearts are open to you, our desires are known to you, and there are no secrets with you. Wash our hearts clean by the power of your Holy Spirit so that we can love you with everything that we are and magnify your holy name through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. If we say that we have not sinned, we are fooling ourselves and the truth isn't in us. But if we confess our sins to God, He can always be trusted to forgive us and take our sins away. Heavenly Father, I, I admit, admit that, that I, I have, have sinned, sinned against, against you in thought, word, and, word, and, word, and deed by things I have done, and by things I have avoided doing. Cleanse me from my sin, as you have promised, and fill me with the joy of your saving love. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Jesus told his disciples, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them if you retain the sins of any they are retained therefore as a servant of god's holy word i announce his forgiveness to you as you have confessed so may it be you are are forgiven all your sins in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit Amen. amen Is near you on your lips and in your heart if you confess with your lips that jesus is lord and believe in your heart that god raised him from the dead you will be saved faith comes from what is
0: heard and what is heard comes through the word of christ
1: let us pray loving god we thank you that your son jesus is the good shepherd who cares for your people open our hearts to hear his voice to know him as he calls us by name and to follow wherever he leads for he lives and reigns with you in the holy spirit one god now and forever amen our first reading is acts chapter 2 verses 42 to 47. All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. A deep sense of awe came over all of them, and the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. And all the believers met together in one place and shared everything they had. They sold their property and possessions, and shared the money with those in need. They worshiped together at the temple each day, met in homes for the Lord's Supper, and shared their meals with great joy and generosity, all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day, the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. Our psalm for today, which we will read responsively, is Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid. For you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessings. Surely your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life and I will live in the house of the Lord forever. Our second lesson for today is 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 19 to 25. For God is pleased when conscious of his will, you patiently endure unjust treatment. Of course, you get no credit for being patient if you're be- beaten for be- doing wrong, but if you suffer for doing good and endure it patiently, God is pleased with you. For God called you to do good, even if it means suffering, just as Christ suffered for you. He is your example, and you must follow in his steps. He never sinned, nor ever deceived anyone. He did not retaliate when he was insulted, nor threaten revenge when he suffered. He left his case in the hands of God, who always judges fairly. He personally carried our sins in his body on the cross so that we can be dead to sin and live for what is right. By his wounds you are healed. Once you were like sheep who wandered away, but now you have turned to your shepherd, the guardian of your souls. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let's
0: gospel according to John 10 verses 1 through 10
1: glory to you O Lord
0: I tell you the truth anyone who sneaks over the wall of a sheepfold rather than going through the gate must surely be a thief and a robber but the one who enters through the gate is the shepherd of the sheep the gatekeeper opens the gate for him and the sheep recognize his voice and come to him he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out After he has gathered his own flock, he walks ahead of them, and they follow him because they know his voice. They won't follow a stranger. They will run from him because they don't know his voice. Those who heard Jesus use this illustration didn't understand what he meant. So he explained it to them. I tell you the truth. I am the gate for the sheep. All who come before me were thieves and robbers, but the true sheep did not listen to them. Yes, I am the gate. Those who come in through me will be saved. They will come and go freely and find good pastures. The thief's purpose is to kill and steal and destroy. My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. This is the gospel of
1: our risen Lord. Praise to you, O Christ.
0: we give you thanks for the ability to hear your word. Send your spirit to be with us that we may not only just hear, but understand deeply seed the truths of your scripture into our hearts that we may not only believe them, but live them out with conviction in Jesus. Holy name. Amen. I want you to think of a time where you were blamed for something that you didn't do and you ended up having to face the consequences for it. Maybe it was as a child and your friend or a sibling broke something and decided to blame you. Or stole something and said, oh, no, it wasn't me, it was them. Maybe it was as an adult in the workforce and your supervisor or coworker had a blunder and instead of admitting that they did it, they pointed the finger down the line and said, no, it was that person's fault, it was your fault. Think about how that made you feel. It's not a nice feeling, isn't it? It's a feeling of injustice and frustration. No one likes punishment, even when it's deserved. You don't see a criminal happily being like, ah, great, 20-year prison sentence, can't wait. Nobody responds that way to it. But when it is undeserved, the unfairness of it is almost unbearable. And so you protest and you say, I didn't do that. But it usually does not matter what you claim. Once a person or community has made up its mind that you're guilty, there's pretty much nothing that you can do to dissuade them, or at least it's very difficult to dissuade them from that claim. And you can just ask the so-called witches condemned to be hung at the Salem witch trials in the 1600s. Scores of women and a few men as well accused of witchcraft by their peers with little to no real evidence. And yet 19 were hung and several others died in prison. Talk about a miscarriage of justice. People are still upset about this whole debacle even till today. And it remains imprinted in our cultural memory as a shocking example of mass hysteria unrestricted religious zeal, and, of course, injustice. Now, herein lies the danger of false accusations. They have consequences, and often they have severe consequences. No small amount of people have fallen victim to false accusations, and usually they came at a high personal cost to their reputation, their relationships, their wealth and ability to make money, and sometimes it even costs them their lives. Therefore, it should be no surprise that themes of justice and injustice dominate our world and give rise to many contemporary movements that are obsessively looking after whatever they seem to be their definition of justice. We all want justice particularly justice on our terms, justice that we get to decide. So when we read Peter's words in today's epistle, we cannot help but recoil a bit in indignation at them. What do you mean God is pleased when you patiently endure unjust treatment? What do you mean we are to suffer for doing good and endure it patiently? All that sounds a bit sadistic, doesn't it? Why should we have to suffer, especially if we're doing good? That doesn't seem like justice. And you would be quite right for thinking about that. In a perfect world, the righteous, the people that do good, would not suffer. But we don't live in a perfect world, do we? No, we live in a fallen world. We live in a world where scammers target seniors who have spent a lifetime accumulating money and working hard for it and leave them nothing to live on. We live in a world where those doing humanitarian aid are attacked and imprisoned and murdered just for trying to help. We live in a world where the greedy, the selfish, the spiteful always seem to come out on top and those who do good find themselves underneath their oppressive boot. So we cry out with the Jeremiah the prophet. Why are the wicked so prosperous? Why are evil people happy? In short, we demand to know why God does not administer justice. The law requires it. Or so we think. Here, however, Peter reminds us that God called you to do good. Even if it means suffering, just as Christ suffered for you. He is your example and you must follow in his steps. At these words, our argument falls apart and our claim to justice is undone. For in the example of Christ, our Savior is the greatest miscarriage of justice of all time, period. Christ lived without sin or deceit and yet he was condemned to die. Christ is the Lord of all and yet he did not retaliate when he was insulted, nor threaten revenge when he suffered he could have obliterated his mockers and he would have had every right to do so and yet he stayed his all-powerful hand out of mercy he even prayed for them as he was being crucified father forgive them for they don't know what they're doing rather christ left judgment in the hands of god who always judges fairly and he did all of this for you and he did all of this for me Jesus personally carried your sins in his body on the cross so that you can be dead to sin and live for what is right by his wounds you are healed most people would not be willing to die for an upright person though someone might perhaps be willing to die for a person who is especially good but God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners Jesus took the punishment of the law that should have been yours. So you ought to be thankful that Christ was willing to endure injustice for you and be honored to endure it for his name's sake as well. For we can rejoice too that when we run into problems and trials, for we know that they help us develop endurance. And endurance develops strength of character, and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. And this hope will not lead to disappointment, for we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. Just as you endure the difficult task of training for the military or for sports, you sweat and your muscles are sore, you grow tired and weary both physically and mentally, and you start wondering, is this all worth it? Is all this practice, all this training, all this exhausting effort worth it? But in the end, the work pays off as it allows you to perform at your best and do your part. Well, as the Apostle Paul tells us, don't you realize that in a race, everyone runs, but only one person gets the prize. So run to win. All athletes are disciplined in their training. They do it to win a prize that will fade away. But we do it for an eternal prize. So I run with purpose in every step. I am not just shadow boxing. I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what it should. Otherwise, I fear that after preaching to others, I myself might be disqualified. Suffering, especially unjust suffering. Is training for the soul. It is hard to endure, but reaps great rewards for those who do. Jesus tells us in the Gospel of John, a servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will persecute you also. Consider the testimony of the early church. In Acts five, when the Sadducees arrested the apostles out of jealousy of the success of their preaching in the temple courts, so they had them flogged. The response of the apostles was not of anger and bitterness at the obvious injustice and abuse of power. Instead, scripture tells us that the apostles left the high council rejoicing that God had counted them worthy to suffer disgrace for the name of Jesus. And every day in the temple and from house to house, they continued to teach and preach this message. Jesus is the Messiah. Rather than becoming discouraged, the suffering emboldened the apostles to preach the gospel even more. This is because the apostles remembered what Jesus told them. God blesses you. When people mock you and persecute you and lie about you and say all sorts of evil against you because you are my followers. Be happy about it. Be very glad for a great reward awaits you in heaven. And remember the ancient prophets were persecuted in the same way. In short we learn that what we suffer now is nothing compared to the glory he will reveal to us later. Fortunately, you do not have to endure this suffering alone. For now you have turned to your shepherd, the guardian of your souls. And as today's gospel lesson teaches us, Jesus is the good shepherd. He calls you by name and leads you to good pastures, green pastures and still waters, which will restore your soul. Then you will say with the Psalmist, even when I walk through the darkest valley, so brothers and sisters when injustice and suffering strikes and it will do not flee from it or become embittered by it rather endure it patiently just as christ endured it for you and trust that one day god will set everything right and true justice will be done unto all the earth amen Amen. Yeah.
1: you now to join with me as we confess together our faith using the words of the nicene creed we We believe believe in one one god God, the the father Father, the almighty maker of heaven and
0: earth of all that is is seen and unseen we believe in in one one lord jesus christ Christ, the the only son of god God, eternally begotten begotten of the the father
1: God god from god light from light
0: He we has spoken, spoken through, through the prophets. prophets. We believe in, in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead
1: and the life of the world, world to come. Amen. Once again, we want to thank all of you for being so faithful in making sure your offerings get to the Church. Again, you may do so in a number of, of ways. You may Bring them in during office hours, Monday through Thursday, 9 to 5. Also on our Facebook page, there now is a uh, 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 donation tab, which you can click, and it will take you to information as to how you can donate also to our ministry here at Victory. Uh, We're now also able to uh, receive e-transfers via debit card. Uh, If you would like to pay via a credit card, we encourage you to go to Canada Helps, where you uh, may be able to donate in that fashion. Once again, we thank you very much for your faithfulness, at enabling us to meet our obligations. for the whole people of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Lord, we thank you that you indeed are the Good Shepherd. You are the one who provides for our needs. You are the one who provides ultimate justice. Lord, enable us to listen for your voice, to hear you speak as you lead us on the way. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for those who are sick. We pray for those in hospital. And particularly today, we pray for John Hoffensets and uh, also for uh, Lauren Ferguson. We pray, Lord, you would extend your healing hand over them and be with them. We pray those uh, for those suffering from the virus, from the COVID virus. We pray that you would extend your healing hand over them, strengthen them, and be with them. Lord in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, we pray for those who are serving us on the front lines. We pray for the doctors and nurses, the EMTs, for those even in grocery stores who work as cashiers and tellers. Protect them, Lord, as they serve us. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. And we thank you, Lord, for this Holy Communion as it brings to us today another revelation of your grace and provision, the forgiveness of sins, the promise of eternal life. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Today, as we celebrate communion together, whether we're here in this building or throughout the entire uh, uh, region and country and beyond, we remember that these are not ordinary times, that these are unusual circumstances, and that this celebration of communion is available for those who wish to participate. If you're not comfortable doing so, we encourage you not to take communion today. If you are planning to participate with us, now is the time to prepare the elements that you have there at your home, whether it's uh, cracker and uh, wine or juice. When I speak the words of institution, I, pr- I, I encourage you to lift the cracker as I lift the bread, to lift your cup as I lift my cup, and to take it then together. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread, gave thanks, and gave it to his disciples saying, take and eat, this is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. After supper, he took the cup, gave thanks, and gave it for all to drink saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. Blessed are you, Lord of heaven and earth. In mercy for our fallen world, you gave your only son, that all those who believe in him should not perish, but have eternal life. We give thanks to you for the salvation you have prepared for us through Jesus Christ. Send now your Holy Spirit into our hearts that we may receive our Lord with a living faith as he comes to us in his holy supper. Amen. For as often as we eat of this bread and drink of this cup, we proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Christ has died, Christ Christ has risen, Christ Christ will will come come again. again. Together we pray. Our Our Father Father, who who art art in heaven, may the body and blood of our lord and savior jesus christ strengthen you and keep you in his grace amen Amen. pour out upon us the spirit of your love O lord and unite the wills of those whom you have fed with one heavenly food through jesus christ our lord amen the lord bless you and keep you the lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you the lord look upon you with favor and give you